Hi, everybody, and possibly only my mum. <laughs> Welcome to the very first episode of my podcast. As yet, it doesn't actually even have a name, but clearly by the time you've clicked on the link in the image, it, it will have, had, have a name. <laughs> Current brainstorming ideas, or prior to what you've clicked on, have been things like uh, tactless Trish tells it like it is, autism, the funny side, Trish talks too much, things like that. <laughs> So yes, I am here. My name is Trish. I am 50 years old. Trust me, the perimenopause is real. I am South African, although my mum is Australian, in case you're wondering about the accent. And I have just calculated that I have been living in the UK on and off for 26 years. I can't quite Adam and Eve that, but yes, it's true. Um, and 20 years ago, I married an amazing, amazing, gorgeous Englishman called Paul. Together we have three children, Benjamin, who is 19, Abby, who is 17, and Henry, who is 11. Henry is autistic, nonverbal or non-speaking, ADHD, strong PDA tendencies, um, sensory difficulties, and, and all that jazz. And we have lived in quite a few different countries. Our record living in the same home is currently four years <laughs> and we spent there was a time where we spent something like in eight years we lived on three different continents in something like seven different homes and between the three children they attended 12 nursery slash primary schools so yeah those were crazy years and in fact Henry was actually diagnosed um, in Singapore so right who am I exactly I used to pride myself when I when I write blogs and you know my newsletter and things that I you know quite rather proudly um, first and foremost I am wife to Paul um, you know then I'm mum to to my three children but actually when you think about it those are just my roles um, so answering who am I is you know even if you think about it for yourselves is a much trickier <laughs> thing to do so um, I guess physically I am tall slim. I have curly hair, uh, I now wear glasses, age comes to us all, I can be a bit self-depreciating, I am pretty sporty, I used to really, really love my sport, did loads of running, I especially loved running in the rain, um, but I definitely don't do that anymore, <laughs> and I'm a bit of a neat freak, my friends I think think I'm a bit mad, I like to think funny. That is increasingly becoming tactless in my old age, so so beware, I've, I've warned you. <laughs> the things I absolutely love to do are swimming in the sea, and like big sea, you know, proper waves. So, so largely South Africa, I guess, yes. <laughs> and I love lying next to a pool, not on a sun lounger. I like lying, you know, flat face down on the bricks, tiles, decking next to the pool, soaking up the warmth and the sun above you. Oh my gosh, it's just one of my favorite things to do. It always has been since childhood, really. I love holidaying in France and I absolutely flipping love London. I adore it. I feel so grateful that, that I can jump on a train and, and get to spend a few hours there on occasion. And, you know, in my in my oh woe is me stressed frazzled days like I'm sure we all have I kind of picture myself you know living in this swanky little 
Victorian studio apartment in bougie London. And I would just honestly, if I could just walk London most days, I would be so happy. Uh, the architecture, the parks, the bridges, the everything. I love the anonymity. Is that how you say that word? Um, that you can just be completely on your own and it's cool. Nobody cares. Um, I love that. I love the diversity. I love the fashion. Everybody wears wears different things. I love the shopping, the restaurants, the uh, theatres, you name it. Yes, I guess I love an English country walk as well. Um, I love an English pub. I love a pint of Guinness in the winter. And yeah, that's pretty much me, I guess. I, I uh, In my youth, I was kind of a bit of a party animal. I can just picture some of my friends going, yeah, a bit. Um, yes, I think my nickname was like Trashy Trish for quite a long time. Um, that I managed to persuade my mum was, was just because I spoke a lot of rubbish, mum. Um, but yeah, those, those are days are long gone and fondly remembered though. <laughs> Why am I doing this podcast? What will it be about? You know, all very good questions. Uh, I guess largely it will appeal to parents of autistic children. But really, I am hoping people outside of the autism community also get to listen to it. You know, we don't need to be raising awareness amongst ourselves. The autism awareness needs to be raised um, in the general public. And clearly, I'm going to be forcing my friends and family to listen to it as well. And guess, you know, parenting is parenting. Having an autistic child just makes it a little bit more, <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> a lot more intense, a lot more exhausting. And yeah, I hope to share that. I, I hope not only to raise awareness, but to help parents in my situation. You know, um, parenting a special needs child can be quite isolating at times. And I really hope that they can kind of, you know, put the podcast on. It won't be more than 20, 30 minutes. You know, on the way back from a school run, we don't get a lot of free time. <laughs> you know, drinking one of those lovely cold cups of coffee when they get a chance, even if you're slumped outside the bathroom against the wall on the floor while, you know, they're safely having a bath um, and, and you can stick your headphones in and put this on. And I hope you can, you know, take a big sigh, relax, uh, feel validated, resonate with some of the things you hear, know that you are not alone, know that it's okay to cry, it's okay to laugh. I find I kind of, you know, when, you, when you've been, been on this autism journey um, a while, I've noticed amongst the other the parents like me, we, we can have really rather quite cynical senses of humor. So, so bear with me on that. But, but honestly, I mean, sometimes you'd rather laugh than cry. So, um, so that's my take on it. And I absolutely, there is, you know, this is not laughing at my autistic child. This is us as a family sharing the joy you know laughing laughing over the joy of of who he is he is so unique you know the brilliance the 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 hilarity the the craziness the weirdness it's it's fascinating it's pure it's it's absolutely jolly brilliant really it is um and i'm i'm sure i'll share lots of that in episodes to come if my mum is the only listener to this podcast, then I'm actually also good with that. You know, we live thousands of miles apart from each other. Um, I calculated literally when we got back recently from South Africa that I was 9,444 kilometers away. Well, I didn't calculate it. Obviously, my phone told me. Um, <laughs> 
So that was quite a shock. Yes, my my mum and dad live um, just outside Durban. And like all grandparents, I think, um, you know, they, they have a double whammy of concern and emotion and love and tenderness, not only towards their child who is parenting an autistic child, but for their grandchild as well. So it's like a real double whammy for them. And I find, obviously, the times they see us, we're on holiday, Henry is with us and I don't tend to drop my guard too much you know I I get the sense that they like me to open up a bit more (laughs) and for me sometimes that feels like look if I open up to you guys face to face I'm literally gonna I don't know break down (laughs) turn into a big fat lump of jelly on the floor never be able to get up so um so I don't tend to drop my guard Um, I'm acutely aware like maybe others are that in the nicest possible way, I'm I'm being watched. <laughs> um, you know, my my interactions with my child, my child himself, me myself, we're all kind of yeah, you know. Um, so I've always found writing the blogs um, and sharing things on my newsletter. This is all to do with a small business I have that I will tell you about next. Um, and now these podcasts, so many of my friends have just constantly been going on at me for like a year now. You've got to do a podcast, Trish. So yeah, easy to say. Um, and okay, here I am. <laughs> and yes, so um, I think they've they've gained a huge amount of benefit from from these stories that I'm comfortable writing or telling, really, rather than face to face. You'll notice a slight change in the uh, audio acoustics here. Apologies. This is a learning curve of the very first podcast episode, and they will most definitely improve. I basically, I mean, basically, it's the microphone. I had this big negotiation with my son, and um, who's helped me to set this whole thing up. And for some reason, I don't even know how this happened, you know, teenagers. Um, He's ended up going back to uni with my microphone, um, and I've ended up with his, and obviously I think mine is much nicer, but anyway, there you have it. Apologies, folks. So, right, what is this small business of mine that I will, you know, shamelessly be promoting on here, by the way, um, because I can, because it's my podcast. So, um, so yes, what is it? It is called Autism Threads, threads as in the cotton threads that make up the tops and tees I sell. Threads as in the many, many millions of threads that I feel make up my son's autism and the way his brain is wired differently and the many, many threads that had to come together in order for me to launch the business just over four years ago now, although I like to say two thanks to COVID, but either way, still still very early days and um, I'm thoroughly enjoying it, you know. Why? Why did I do this? Why did I set up an online shop? selling tops and t-shirts and accessories and prints to to help raise awareness well well yes clearly to help raise awareness but I just kind of I guess the journey began with me personally and my own experience and discovering Henry's autism prior to that I had absolutely no connections to autism I didn't actually even know what it was I'm ashamed to say and it's not that it you know it obviously wasn't in my world but I it clearly you know my my Two older children were at primary school. Um, there were obviously special educational needs, children in their classes. I, I had no idea. I did not pay attention to it because it wasn't in my world. And I feel a bit ashamed of that, really. And, you know, and then it started happening to me. I kind of, um, 
I started getting these really dirty looks from people in the supermarket, you know, through Henry's behaviors and things people would say to me. And it really, really hurt. I mean, the looks hurt so much and they stay with you for such a long time. You know, if people say mean things, I guess you've got a chance for a little bit of a comeback. And, and trust me, they do. If you, if you think people don't, you'll hear in future episodes some classic classic things oh my gosh um but it's the looks really you know those those judgments are made within nanoseconds and I suddenly felt so ashamed that I myself had done this I know I had I know that prior to discovering Henry's autism I had been one of those mums I had been in a supermarket I had judged a child's behavior as bad and, and given the mum a dirty look because obviously it's all bad parenting and I just felt so ashamed. And, and now it's happening to me. And the realization was just, you know, oh, my gosh. Um, my first instinct was, to, you know, quite kind of angry and, damn it, why don't they know? And I'm um, right, I'm going to tattoo autism across his forehead. <laughs> Thankfully, I didn't do that. Um, and the next best thing for me was I actually went looking for a T-shirt. I just felt like I had to help people understand and give them some information and and like a quick split second heads up so that they could adjust their expectations and so that they wouldn't judge judge us and him and me and give us dirty looks like they like you know was happening on a daily basis really and um so that's where it began I didn't like any of the t-shirts I found online and decided to do my own thing so um so the tops and t-shirts um, that I sell on my website, it's just really an online shop, um, are captioned t-shirts designed specifically to support the wearer, the autistic wearer, but also to support the carers, parents, family, siblings, friends, relatives, colleagues, anybody with a connection to autism. And those are really about raising positive awareness. Um, the captions that specifically support the wearer are not designed to be big shouty Larry statements they um you know to the world they are very stylish tasteful and and way more subtle um some of them are a whole sentence long because I feel very passionately about giving people the right information in the right way and I do not think you can accept autism unless you understand it and if you don't live it you won't understand it unless you have the information. So so for me, it's in that order. It's information, understanding, acceptance. And if an autistic person can wear a T-shirt um, whilst they're out and about in a place that they deserve to be um, and feel a bit more supported, then, then that has truly, truly made my day. Um, the second thing that I'm very passionate about is starting conversations. You know, the, these captions are designed to to help just the one or two people nearby, you know, that might be standing behind you in a queue or near you in a restaurant or at the airport who do notice and, and who perhaps do make those judgments. I mean, let's face it, they happen in, in a mere nanoseconds, um, but who can then read something without any apologies needing to be made or dirty looks to be given and who can then adjust their expectations and, and have the courage then. They've got an invitation, an open invitation to ask a question and start a conversation so that's my second biggest passion is starting conversations um, and it's amazing you know that these t-shirts and captions and accessories do just that 
So, um, so yes, that's, that's what it's all about. The accessories are things, again, that can be seen whilst you're out and about in public. They're very visual. Um, things like tote bags, caps, wristbands, lanyards, key rings, pin badges. And we also have some prints. We, I say, it's actually really me, I, one woman show this uh, from her garage and a dining room table. <laughs> Although I do have an amazing designer that I will tell you about in a future episodes. The prints I sell are wonderful, glorious riso prints. The theme is about birds and not all birds are meant to fly. And recently I have added um, some packs of postcards, the proceeds of which all go to the Kent Autistic Trust. And the postcards have been made from some of my son Henry's drawings. So that's quite fun and exciting. And in fact, every purchase you make on the website supports an autism charity in some way. Um, going back to the tops and t-shirts, I did kind of also introduce some fashion t-shirts. So they have very generic slogans that resonate with everyone and that absolutely anybody can wear. And the idea there is to engage with the general public a bit more and um, to really look good, feel good and do good. So you know that having purchased this t-shirt... Um, you have supported, directly supported an autism charity. My favorite sort of um, tagline on the business, again, is this living life with autism. And, you know, I, I absolutely love it. It is my son, Henry, is living his life with autism. He is autistic. You know, we, his parents, siblings, family, relatives, friends are all living our lives with autism in it because of our connection to Henry and everyone on the planet is living their life with autism in it whether they're aware of it or not. So that's my take on that one. I, I will um, make a sweeping disclaimer here and say that I don't mean to offend anybody ever. That is not my attention ever. Um, the autism community is a you know, it's a vast spectrum there. Um, it's, it's wonderful in today's world that actually autistic people have more of a voice. I think it's hugely important to be referred to and addressed in the way that you prefer it um, for any of us, autism aside. And there are so many variations on that in the autism community. So I just encourage those people to politely explain how they like to be addressed because most of us don't understand. Um, so, for example, I am a person who is autistic versus I am an autistic person. You know, these things can matter to people. And if they matter to them, then they, then they should matter to us. Um, I'm aware that we're not sort of meant to say uh, my child has autism anymore or even maybe with autism. I don't know. Um other things, you know, the, the, the Asperger's and high functioning, the severe autism versus mild autism, all these things. I mean, please forgive me if I refer to them. Apparently, I'm not, I'm not allowed to say I'm an autism mum now either. So, um, so again, apologies. Um, I will try to learn if there's anything you want to correct me on. You are more than welcome to do so. I would like, I would like to learn. So what else can I tell you? Let's think about the next episode. I'm sure I'm coming up for a good 20, 25 minutes now. Um, yeah, I guess I'll start at the beginning. You know, I'm aware that um, some people coming to this podcast will be very early on um, in their autism journey. 
And so we'll discuss diagnosis, why it's so important. Again, it will be very much from a parenting perspective, totally non-academic. And yeah, you know, discovering your child is autistic, the emotions involved, the impact, you know, what to do next kind of thing. I also, this, you know, this gives me an opportunity to say that I, I would like this to be a completely non-judgmental space. I mean, the last thing we should all be doing as parents to autistic children is judging each other. I really wish that the autism community would come together on, on some of the more common things and, and show a united front in, in the common areas of autism so that we can draw people towards us rather than pushing them away. You know, I sometimes feel like this kind of we we only we we're only a support group for girls on the spectrum and we we're only a support group for high functioning or aspergers or whatever we're supposed to be calling that now you know all these kind of little splinter groups or or equally autist actually autistic individuals out there slating parents like me i guess <laughs> as being sort of curbies or whatever they call us um i don't i don't want this to be anything like that this isn't some sort of special little group for people who who only have a child that presents similarly to mine you know if you I guess basically what I'm trying to say is um and I've learned this I I it's come to me slowly you know I didn't understand it at first and I guess I I shamefully I did judge as well but I have learned I make mistakes every single day that's the other thing to say so much of what you'll hear from me has been learnt in hindsight and I know I continue to make mistakes and I know I have so much still to learn. So please, I, I promise not to take offense with anything that you might want to email me with. Um, you can email me anytime. It's trish at autismthreads.co.uk. Um, if there's something you'd like me to discuss or a topic to raise, absolutely, please do. Um, there are things that I actually have no knowledge on. I, I, I need to learn about gender identity, for instance, in the autism community. It seems so fascinating um, and different, and I know it's complicated, and I hope I can retain some of the information, and, and I have everything to learn on that topic, and I want to learn it. Um, so, yeah, you know, if you, if you believe that vaccines co caused your child's autism, that's okay. You know, if you don't want anybody to know that your child is autistic, you know, um, a mainstream school is a tough place to be. And given, given the way that autism is often perceived out there in the general public, you know, hey, I get it. I never used to, but I do. If you feel you have had to go through a grieving process to accept autism, I get it. You know, that's okay. It's okay. I just want the space to be it's okay. You, you know, we're all parents. We're all trying to do the best we possibly can. We are never going to be perfect. We are constantly faced with the feelings of things we should be doing or therapies we should be trying. Sometimes we, ha you know, go out there, try them all, find what works for you. And whatever works for you, your child, your family, it's okay. This, this is, I, I am not going to be sitting here telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing or, or what's a terrible therapy and what's a good therapy. There are so many opinions out there. That's not to say I don't, <laughs> don't come across as rather opinionated sometimes. Please forgive me. Um, but yes, this is, you know, autism is essentially a journey. 
It's a journey for the autistic individual themselves, and it's a journey for their parents and the whole family. And we all come to that sort of unconditional acceptance at different times. Um, and, and it's a good thing, you know, um, for us as a family, it has been so far a journey of discovery, fascination, and wonder, really. And that's not to say that it hasn't come with its challenges. And I, again, I guess it's important to put out there that literally, you know, the whinging and the moaning and the ranting that you will no doubt hear on episodes is almost actually, it is, it's entirely about the struggles to get our children's needs met. Um, it's the, it's the very fine balance as a parent between accepting who they are, you know, trying to, to understand them in their worlds versus preparing them for a life in a world and society that largely doesn't accept the way their brains work. It's really, really difficult and tricky and, you know, the very essence, the core of all of these things is that each of our children have their own unique personalities. You know, that, that's first and foremost who they are as people. The autism comes after that. Um, so, yes, just thought it would be important to put that out there right here and now. And I'm um, looking forward to the next episode. Take care. Hope you all have a great day or evening.